Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Rich, could you tell me about Car and Classic, but whilst clearing your throat like Tom Jones? No problem. Car and Classic is Europe's biggest classic sales site with over 35,000 cars and bikes for sale at any time. <laughs> and now they do online auctions where you get professional photos, a detailed write-up, a secure payment service, and the chance to get your classic in front of 4 million monthly visitors. <laughs> and all of Car and Classic's seller fees are only payable when your car actually sells. <laughs> Thank you. Smith & Sniff is sponsored by Car and Classic. A new Elvis you know i'm richard porter i'm johnny smith and this is smith and sniff a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things i just took my car for an mot this morning uh that was an 80s song by stevie wonder wasn't it or was that (laughs) (laughs) i just took my car uh, to an MOT station. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, just and, took my Range Rover to be MOT'd. Oh, God. Which is, it's just, I, uh, as the car gets older, it just gets more nerve wracking, doesn't it? Well, do you not here's the find thing. this? Do you, it's, I think, it's, it's tense. I think with a Range Rover, it's probably like dog years. If the car's 10 years old, it'll have 20 year old <laughs> car problems at an MOT station. Obviously, I've got no prejudice against them. Um, whereas well, my, you have a bit. But. Well, I have a bit. Whereas my Honda Element, twenty-year-old car, mm. I think that's got its, its mot in um, in May, and I'm simply not phased. Simply not phased. You're not. No, I'm not phased whatsoever. It's big Obviously. talk here. Big Massive talk. talk. I've checked. Gotta... I've checked the inner arches. I know that one of the bush, the, the drop links, is a bit wobbly, and I'm going to get it done before May anyway because it's pissing me off when I go over oh, bumps it? and it clanks. Uh... But apart from that. And it's got a slightly jingle-jangle back box on it, which I'm going to change. But, I mean, nah, mm. I'll go with it. Do you think those wheels on it at the moment could be an MOT failure? Um, <laughs> Shot, you know, shots fired. You've got 3D plates on it, so I'm afraid it's a fail. That's how things would be if we Do you know what? I was just thinking the other day, 3D plates are nothing but a sponge-cutting disaster when you're trying to clean your own car. They're a, they're a, cloth, oh. they're a cloth knicker, aren't they? Yes, that's all a good point, actually. I suppose is, they are, they're, they're a cloth snagger. You're nothing. I hate that. You're nothing but a, a sponge cloth snagger. snagger. If you're going to just... <laughs> cloth snagger. <laughs> you fucking cloth snagger. Who are you? Anyway, I took... My Range Rover's due at MOT, and the first problem I had is I was used to... Where I used to live in London, I'd just ring the local garage that MOT'd stuff. I'd ring them a couple of days before, mm-hmm. and they'd always fit you in and do a... Sometimes strangely quick MOT on it and then you'd be off but they were just I think they were just very quick they're just very good at it that's the, you know that's their stock in trade just bush 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 get them through now living in Bath Bath I just thought okay oh it's coming up I'd forgotten I was going to be really organized get it booked in early forgot mm-hmm. and then suddenly went eh it's due shit oh, so I rang God. around couldn't get an appointment anywhere 
I don't know what's going on. There's still on. a backlog. It's like the NHS. Mm. Um, there's still a backlog oh. of patients, and the same with um, sort of yeah. post-COVID patients, uh, car patients, because the MOT thing all went haywire, didn't it? Oh, it's gone out of whack. That's the other problem. It's totally gone out of whack. In fact, my Tokyo taxi ran out of MOT, and I didn't realise. Luckily, it was in storage. It wasn't um, on the road. But I did a quick mot check of all my mm. vehicles in January and went, oh, bollocks yeah that one's been out oh yeah okay. that's the tricky bit isn't it because you kind of it used to be it's like oh the tax reminders come through so that means the mot must be due as well mm. I'd, I'd got it all kind of everything was lined up and the insurance has come through as well and now all over the shop don't know where where things are so we should we should um, we should have one of those apps you know those apps which keep your tax and mot and your service kind of data in check and you can have your own little digital wallet, yes. wallet of your cars we should call it well, the smith and sniff sweet sweet car app and keep it's it's the relationship <laughs> just load it onto the ssca and we'll uh, keep you informed well funny enough there's a garage that i used to use that does diligently remind me of when an mot is need, but it needed but unfortunately it's on a car i don't own anymore oh that's annoying and i sort of haven't got the energy to have to kind of get in touch with them and go could you take me off your books please because i don't have that car anymore please um well, anyway, I finally got in somewhere, like, after the MOT was due, but the bloke went, look, you've booked in here with us. I've got your details. If you get stopped, tell them that you booked into it. Which I, I'm not entirely sure that's correct. I think you're I mean, a listener. Will, I, should I think you have to, they have tells. to have it logged, as in, well, when I say logged, in a, a black scrapbook on the desk of yeah. the garage which will just say <laughs> i've got the legally binding post-it here so yeah, look it says hr 527 7jy that's it he's written it in biro just a minute before your police walked through the door here it is my understanding had always been if you were stopped out on the road with no mot but you were on your way to the mot station at that point that was kind of like okay on your way absolutely but if it's like i'm just going to be driving about the day before the OTs on that was a grey area. However, uh, a friend of mine whose sister is a police officer, I mentioned this to him, and he went, "Honestly, I've talked to my sister about this before. The MOT is low down their list of priorities. No insurance is a bigger one that pings up as a as a red flag. No insurance, but- and historically, I've found which I've which absolutely grates on me is the fact that they're more bothered about whether it's tax than MOT. Do you go? But tax is no reflection on the, the roadworthiness of the vehicle. Therefore, <laughs> but, but it is safety critical <laughs> potentially. So yeah, you, know, you could be point. driving That's around on like twelve year old like Wuhan death finders, and uh, mm. you know that are two psi on the back corner. Mm. Um, you know, a, a cam belt that's got three threads left on it. it hasn't been serviced for twelve years because it's a Toyota Corolla. Why would you? And yeah, frankly, just dangerous levels of of, of, of brake maintenance. But it doesn't matter. It's taxed, so it's okay. Yeah, I'm, I, I find that really irritating. If the tax flags up as not paid, it perhaps speaks volumes about someone's general attitude towards motoring and that they can pull them in and then go, what else is out of whack here? Oh, everything. And you've got a shooter in a boat. <laughs> oh, everything. Uh... And you've got a screwdriver and a prostitute. Oh, right. OK, we have an issue here. I'm going to phone this one in. Um, yeah, I know. Do you know, I, I, you've reminded, you've prompted me, just this conversation has prompted me to get a date in the diary for this very activity. But let's get a date in the diary. Yeah. Hey, is that my local MOT station? Listen, let's get a date in the diary. Let's log this down. Yeah. What? Let's meet for a flat white. 
And also, can you not fail me, please? <laughs> Butter up your local MOT tester with weeks and months of taking them out on dates. I'm going to turn um, up with a massive dripping tray of Dunkin' Donuts and just go, oh, no reason. I just thought I'd bring them along on the day of the MOT. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Don't get jam on your spanners. No. Uh, <laughs> that sounds your cheeky awful. scamps. Uh, well, anyway, so I finally I got my Range Rover booked in somewhere, so I took it uh, over first thing and oh. then had that. So I'll, I'll call you in a couple of hours. And I was like, okay, and then just a couple of hours of slightly, you know, So did you, 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 left, you left it, you walked away? Or did you sit in the waiting room? I thought of you on the way there, though, because I took the long way round. Because I remember we had this chat before about, you know, getting your car nice and warmed up pre-MOT. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Full full working working temperature. The place I used to take my cars, it was only around the corner. So I never used to do that because it just it was like it seemed needless. But obviously it's good practice for yeah. emissions and that. So, yeah, I did a little long way round. Went to this place, dropped it off. And then got the call. It only bloody passed. Did it? Yeah. Oh, you, you kept tiny, me hanging. Tiny, teensy-weensy advisory on a front ball joint, but very slight movement. The guy said, don't worry about it. And um, and that's it. And I was so... This sounds ridiculous, but I was, I was proud of my car. I was actually proud. I don't like, you know, giving cars names. No, I'm not a pronouns, you know. It's an object. She, she'll so, go all day, she will, Richard. She'll, she'll go, go all day. day. Oh, yeah. what's she do, mister? Oh, she's in good shape. And I, and I don't like that, personally. It just it doesn't sit well with me. But Oh, no, honestly, she's bulletproof. As long as you decoke the yeah. head every 3,000 miles not, and you change your oil every It's not a she. Miles. It's a thing. It's an it. She's absolutely bulletproof, um, honestly. As long as you do the cam belt every other week <laughs> and you uh, skim the head and the exhaust will fall off every I other I don't year. even like the phrase bulletproof very much. I know people say it, and I've said it a lot, I'm yeah. sure, but... It's just that thing where you just go, oh, they're bulletproof. Well, no, they're not, are they? In fact, most types of bullet would pass cleanly through the bodywork. I've actually watched a a thing on Discovery Channel, I think, where they they shot bullets through the block of an engine with a sniper rifle. Through the block? Yeah, through the engine blocks. And I can't remember. So you can't even say, oh, the engines on these are bulletproof. Well, there's always a bullet to penetrate, is there not? Yeah, for I every so. for every block, there's a suitable bullet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, but no, I was genuinely proud of my car. I was just like, I I was I was so proud of it. it I was gonna go and take it. It was it's a bit grubby because you know this time of year, uh, and I was gonna take it to the car wash on the way home and have it have it all spruced up as a treat. But I didn't oh. have time. I might do it later. Do it yourself. We've been through this. Oh come on. Just, I actually need a new hose pipe. Mine sprung several leaks from frost damage, so I, I ended up firing more water into my own face than the car when I switched it on, like some sort of shit circus trick. And I was really irritated because it was quite cold. It was quite cold and I've got good water pressure. Mm, and it was like, seriously, that's the way you thank me? Oh, man. Got a proper face no, but. I, I I thought about this because I had um, my wife's car. She's 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 not looking after it, and it, you know it's it's not that old a car. Is this the up and electric? So, the up, yeah. So at the weekend, I was out with the kids in it. She was elsewhere. I went and had it washed. Oh, and, you're um, such a good husband. 
It's no, it's not for my. I did it for myself. Yeah, I can't deny it. it's a selfish act, just because it annoys me. I don't, you know, I'm not a stickler for a clean car, but equally, I hate seeing a nearly new car that's got like visible bird shit on the paint and stuff that I have yeah. to go out and wipe off with some kitchen paper because I don't want it to scupper the scupper it, the lacquer. It's, I know exactly what you mean. It's inside detritus that really gets me. I can't well, bear it. <laughs> that's a whole other avenue of, of marital discord oh, because uh, cabin out like food algae going on is just horrific. But it was a yeah. It's a, it was really busy at the car wash that I went to, and in fact the kids went, "Oh, how long is this going to take?" And I was like, "Don't worry. Look, they're moving them through. They've got loads of people working. It's going to be fine." And then about twenty minutes later. My boy was like, you said we'd be done by now. Can we just go? And I was like, you know what? Maybe we should just go. And then I realised we were blocked in. We couldn't oh. go forward or backwards because there's a queue. So we had to just suck it up. But You're in too deep. I wasn't about to get the kids to get out and sort of walk across the puddly forecourt to the shit plastic garden furniture that you can sit in while your car interior is done. So I said, just do the outside. You have, have you noticed as well? I know you, you like to wash a car yourself. but I, I do. Those hand car washes, they are like centers of excellence for shouting there's always people, the employees are always <laughs> shouting at each other <laughs> not aggressively i, I found they that just communicate over long distances by shouting at each i'm not other. i'm not anti them i mean i actually used one a couple of weeks ago because of needed to oh. quickly clean a car before a shoot and i and i wasn't near home and all that boring stuff so i got a hand car wash and yeah you are right there's some experts shouting but the other always thing was shouting the other thing I loved, two things I loved at this particular car wash. One was, you are, if you work there, you're dealing with water and moisture all day. Yes? Mm. Agreed. Mm. Um, it's cold at the moment because it's winter in Britain. Yes? Agreed. Mm. So mm. why, at any point, would you wear the equivalent of espadrilles, which get... <laughs> Which, you might as well just you might as well wrap kitchen roll around both feet and go right. I'm off to work in winter where I'm going to be dealing with water all day. It's going to be just fine. Cut slits in two large sponges and slipped my feet inside. <laughs> Honestly, absolutely delightful. I mean, just looking yeah, at the odd, poor guy's it? feet, I think I could probably, if I was to tap the end of one of his toes with a toffee hammer, they would just crumble and turn into powder. They'd be so cold and frail. <laughs> He's probably got trench foot. Yes, if he works there all the time. Yeah, he has- I was thinking that. There was one of the guys, so a lot of the blokes that were there um, when I took the up for a wash were wearing wellies, but there was a guy who was just wearing Nike trainers, and I thought, yeah. those are just soaking up water. Yeah. Uh, is it the dad, quite unpleasant. Is it the practical dad minds that we have? Yeah. Is that, what, is that yeah. where this is? Whereas yeah. if you were young, you'd be like, just get a grip, guys. Just, I'll just wear trainers. I don't care. Yeah. I've got, I know, I've got I'm on my well, third can of no-name blue muscle face uh, <laughs> energy drink, uh, whatever you call it, bulging blue face. And then and I'm, and I'm, I'll, be at a, I'll be gurning and cleaning your car in hyperspeed, so you wait. You wait. Swollen artery. New, new energy drink for people who drink five energy drinks a day. Um, yeah, I just... I, I, so I, I, I will at some point. I'll go and get my car washed. Because... As I've explained before on this podcast, it's slightly tricky for me to wash cars at home. And also, you know, I believe in putting money back into the local economy. Support your local money laundering operation by going to a cash-only hand car wash. Well, actually, you say this because when I supported my local economy with um, with the car wash that I just mentioned... I, I immediately had a as they were soaping my car down. I had a feel of dread, like oh man, I don't have any cash on me. 
They're going to kill. Uh-oh. They're going to kill me. They'll take the. They'll, mm. they'll commandeer the car. Mm. They'll do a citizen's arrest and put me in one of those shipping containers <laughs> full of sponges and, 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 and <laughs> wet espadrilles. <laughs> wet. So I was like, bollocks, what are we going to do? So I, I wound the window down and just said to the guy, oh, do you do uh, contactless payment? And he said, I'm sorry, and went closer to it. I'm sorry. And I went, oh, uh, I haven't got any cash. I've just realised. Do you take cards? And he, he, he turned around, he sort of, he paused did a little sigh and then shouted over to the porter cabin where another guy came out, <laughs> said something in in a, in a language that isn't English. And then, needless to say, the guy went, ah, oh, OK. He said, maybe, maybe there's a solution. Come with me. And I had to go over to the corner of the car park. <laughs> Give where me your was, shoes. <laughs> had to go to the corner of this quite large car park where there was only one car parked and it was an absolutely pristine Volvo XC90. First gen, mm. first gen. Mm. And and I actually, to just make small talk in case he was going to murder me, I went, oh, wow, this this looks incredible. And he said, this car, best condition of this car. I remember those words. <laughs> and, I, and I agreed. I just went, you're absolutely right. And then he opened the passenger door, got in there, and basically the passenger seat was made out like a miniature office. It was incredible. There were <laughs> there were there were bite leaf, there were lever arch files. There were um, there were those plastic wallets with receipts in. And then he got mm. he got one of those things out of the glove box, you know, the contactless readers. And oh. he said he said reception here is patchy, but ho- he said it, it didn't work at all yesterday. But I've had it working today. Let's see. Took my card. Sure enough, it worked. So I wasn't going to get killed. Um, mm. Transaction done. But yeah, cashless operation. Do you think he keeps that in reserve for the people who do what you did and went? Oh wait, I haven't got cash. But he pushes the cash angle. I think the cash angle is just easier. It's just easier, mm. isn't it? You know, like shortly. The local travelling fair is coming to my neck of the woods. And that is a cash operation. Or certainly, I mean, I can't remember ever buying anything from the fair without cash, because I just don't think it's possible. Um, well, do they not do tokens? Yeah, but you have to give them cash and they give you tokens. You give them a five and oh. they give you five tokens, for example. Last time I went to a fair, they just took card for the tokens. Did they? Yeah. Modern. I mean, obviously, the, the, the tokens help to sort of... They're like a middleman that stops you realising that you've paid <laughs> £90 for an hour of your kids jumping about on stuff and doing the dodgems. Oh, you could hose 100 quid. Holy shit. You could hose Easily. 100 quid of a modern fare. There's one ride which is like a huge... I have been on it before. I went on it after a belly full of cider once. It was an awful idea. <laughs> and um, there's a... <laughs> It's a really high, viciously fast Ferris wheel, but only carries eight people at a time. And Mm. uh, I can't remember the name of it. There is a proper name. And um, it's 12 quid a ride on Friday night. What? It's 12 quid a ride. It's the most expensive travelling fair ride that I know of. Yeah, serious. But it's fast. And it's... I'm not scared of a lot of rides. Uh, This one I am. It does. It does. You give, it gives you the gives you the creeps. It, it, it's really fast and high. So when because there's only like eight of you, mm. when the other four people at the other end of this huge um, propeller are being unloaded oh. and loaded at the bottom, you're at top. Yeah. You're at top dead center, right? Oh yeah. And it feels like you're up there for an hour, 
and it's swaying yeah. and it's really windy and cold and yeah. you suddenly feel extremely vulnerable and the adrenaline wears off and the fear just yeah. kick, puts puts you into full kick down it's horrible well i think at that point you've got time to reflect on how that whole thing folds up and goes inside a lorry mm. and you're thinking where does it bolt together exactly and have they done them up properly and are all the split pins there because that's what i don't trust you know you go to alton towers and you go now this thing sits in like 19 feet of concrete foundation yeah and has been welded together with care i would hope but something that folds up and goes on the back of an old Seddon Atkinson, that to me doesn't suggest total strength and stability. I don't know. Modern, that's the bit that freaks me out about those rides. I like, I like that though. I, I like the, the, that feeling. I'm down with it. What, the feeling that you might get. I don't, see, I don't even think a lot of those things. I'm not even sure that you would die. I think you'd get really horribly hurt. Oh, and in that's some nice. ways that's worse. <laughs> oh, so not of course, to, I'm not, of course not it's worse, because you're alive to tell the tale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, there was one we went on the last time at the fair, which was the thing that's got sort of like three arms, and each arm has, I think, three little two-seater carriages, you know, carriages, but sort of things on them. And they spin individually then, on an aero Yeah, they spin individually, and then the central thing spins the three arms, and then each th- th- thing yes. on the arm spins itself. And they all sort of zoom and intersect, and there's some mad shit going on. And, and yeah. I just looked at it and it's went, oh, a tight be whip. All right. Yeah, it's a tight whip, that one. Yeah. Well, first of all, I thought, the clearances are pretty tight on this, and I feel like at any point something will just go slightly out of whack and we'll all smash into each other. <laughs> but also, I was on there with my daughter, who's five, and she absolutely loves it. Yeah. And so I was like, don't, don't let her see that Daddy has concerns about oh, this. Oh, no, you mustn't do that. That's why you have to, if you feel like screaming and shouting for help, you have to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, she's um, she loves all that stuff, and it's like, I don't mind most rides, but every so often we have been on one where I've kind of gone, oh, oh gosh, she's not enjoying this as much as I thought. <laughs> Daddy's in grave danger. Help, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> now I know what I was going to mention at the top of this cast. You know, we recently mm. went to Lotus off of Norfolk. Mm. Yeah, to do out our, of off of lightweight sports cars. Yeah, to do the Ot Lot, uh, the last Ot Lot. Mm. Uh, something I forgot to say was I went down a, a musical rabbit hole um, a few weeks back and I remembered my only 50 Cent song that I very much rate, which features mm. Justin Timberlake, called AO Technology. You might be familiar with it. Not only is it a great track, I think, but also, it's very early 2000s, but also the video features 50 Cent in a smart suit I think he's driving through London either in an Aston Martin convertible or a mm. Lotus Elise. Oh, and Or okay. if he's not in the Elise, a, a sexy lady's in the Elise that he's chasing, which sounds predatory. I'm sure 50 Cent's got consent and all that stuff. 50 consent. It's quite difficult to search AO technology because that, that online shop that sells fridges comes up. So. Oh, hey, oh. Hang on. Yeah, 50 Cent. And it oh, fe- I see. It's features, got a Y in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It features Justin uh, t- Tendersnake. And um, yeah. it's a great track. The videos, it has, it has adult themes. I'm going to say that. But it's also got some great cars in it. I th- they're all British. I think there's a Bentley with Justin in the back playing with a mobile phone. There's Fiddy, either in the Lotus Elise or in the uh, Aston. It's great. I highly recommend it. I'll put the link to it in um, for patrons in the sh- in the show notes. But yeah, um, do that. But uh, the, so the reason why I said it, is, yeah, there's a, there's gratuitous 
um, sex and lotuses in the video. Gratuitous. Oh. Yeah, it's fantastic. Wow. Highly recommended to anyone. Now. Oh, I see. Oh, gosh, yes, there's some, there's some <laughs> sauciness. Well, Fiddy? Yeah, Right Fiddy's, at the top there. Gr- that could have been kiddies watching Fiddy. Grubby scent, exactly. Um, mucky, Filthy muck, scent? Yeah. That sounds like a euphemism for ring piece, but anyway. Um, the, the, okay, now he's got a high-powered sniper's rifle. What is wrong with him? What? He's, it's like he's pretending to shoot this saucy lady who's getting into an Elise. Why is he doing that? Is he just doing it to use the, the, the extra laser sight... Uh, he's, got, he's got night vision. I think Justin Timberlake uses night okay, vision. Okay, so to he's in a DB9 on, here. He's in and a, she's in an Elise. And it's on Norfolk Plate, so I'm guessing Lotus lent them that car. Yeah. Is it really? So it's a press car. Brilliant. Yeah. Love that. Norfolk Plate. So someone at Lotus, we should have done our homework. Someone at Lotus will know exactly yeah. what happened on that shoot in It'd London. It'd be quite good if, uh, if Fiddy did a follow up track called Norfolk Plate that was just about following a woman in a factory registered Lotus. <laughs> Yeah, and she gets pulled over for wearing, and she's wearing slightly, slightly raunchy kind of exposed lingerie, and she goes, "No, I'm just, oh, hello. I've just got it on a twenty-four Sorry, hour I'm, I'm, test drive." This is great. This is great audio. Man watches music video in real time with the sound off. But we're now there's a Bentley parked outside. So trouser snakes basically being a, a he's bit, being a voyeur. Oh my God, he's got some binoculars out. Yes, yes, he's in the back of a Bentley with binoculars. He's in the back of a flying sponge again a on la- factory plates. Watching a lady it's on one undress. Of those Bentley TU plates. Is it watching watch- a lady undress in the window of a like a nice yeah. apartment? I know it's it's yeah it's very it's very L- London at night. Well dressed smut but with some great British yeah. cars in it. I highly recommend it to all adults listening. Um, <laughs> but I don't... Would this make more sense if I could hear the track? Because at the moment, this looks really sex-pesty, and I don't... It's, it's a, Listen, it's a good track. It's a really... Many things date this video. One of them is the casual misogyny. Another is that the cars are all out of production now. And another thing is that it's got Justin Timberlake in it. What he doesn't do much anymore, or he doesn't feature. Is he still working? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. He just he just does something every three years or so. You know, he'll do that, release a single, maybe do a tour, and then wait for three years because he doesn't need to. I actually got also, I got more and more. I, that track is the best mm. fifty cent track ever, and uh, and I've got I'm time to think of a better one. I've got time now for well, party like it's your birthday, whatever the name of that. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. It refers well, to lots um, of things going on in a club, I think, that particular one, which is, you know, standard, well, standard Again, material. he was always on about things going on in a club, wasn't he? It was yeah. just like, just let it go. But it's Talk never the something small, going on in W.H. Smith for a change. It's never the small real-world problems that go on in a club. You go out with a load of mates and your phone's run out of battery and you, you've got no bars or something and you can't work out where they've gone and you, you're at the bar, you've ordered everyone a drink and you've got all the drinks but you can't find any of them to give the drinks to so you just scull all the drinks on your own of scorn <laughs> and then when they find you in 45 minutes time you go fuck you guys you left Where me all the drinks? so I've had six yeah. drinks in really quick succession and now I'm battered yeah, yeah so that kind of nervous power drinking because there's nothing else to do exactly Particularly that pre having a phone you could look at yeah that's uh, yeah so how, yeah, um, how was your drum and bass night well it was alright I did 17 shots in 40 minutes and I felt a little bit giddy because I lost my friends <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin Timber Merchant is now necking with a lady in a corridor 
um, in this video. Oh, is oh, he? Oh, now he's... Oh, my gosh. What is going on? This is very, very saucy. Oh, it is, um, it is a raunchy track. And um, also, in the there's just bits where it's him and Fiddy just in a, a, a totally blacked-out studio, just the two of them just kind of dancing, just but kind they're of interstitial bits in the video. They're quite smartly well, suited. 50 Cent's got a suit on. No, Justin Timberlake is wearing a shirt and tie, but with braces oh. and rolled-up sleeves. So he looks like the barman who does irritatingly elaborate cocktails in a twatty bar about 10 years ago. <laughs> Ar- artisanal art- artisanal yeah, cocktail. Artisanal mate. gin and tonic. Well, as long as you go, can I have a gin and tonic, please? And they go, oh, we'll do our signature gin and tonic. And you want to go, no, stop. I just want, I'll have some Bombay Sapphire, some Schweppes tonic, I put a fucking lemon in it and some ice and give it to me. I do not want you nobbing about for 19 minutes making something that's got fucking lychee juice in it. Not yeah. interested. But... If you've got one of those slightly padded rubber floors and you bounce a chubby bottle off the floor and back into hand again, I can't deny it's it's impressive. I can't deny it's impressive. I wish I could go to an MOT station where they did stuff like that. I think that's where we're missing it. So if you, <laughs> but with bottles of Castrol GTX, can you imagine it? Red X. It'd be amazing if they just bounce past things to one another. Like, oh, can you? You got that starter motor for the Clio? I've got to yeah. put it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bounce past off the floor. Yeah, no problems. Well, that's and you'd be like, oh, that's cool. Need a couple of plugs for that Mondeo. Doink! They're just off the floor. No Catch worries, them. mate. Yeah. Yeah, you got They're any? Uh, you got any zero thirty weight? I've got to do the oil change on that Mercedes compressor. Yeah, here we go. Bodoing, brilliant. <laughs> Make sure the cap's on tight, otherwise you get absolutely you know bakarkied in uh, zero thirty weight. <laughs> well, it's something to something to think about. Um, it, it feels like something they might go for in Bristol if you were looking for premises to open it up in. I don't know why. Oh yeah, just I think that would work, uh, wouldn't it? Um, no. Anywhere so, with slightly hipster leanings. Another thing that I must um, bring to the attention of yourself, Richard, and also the listeners. Uh, I don't know if you're on Instagram much, um, Mm. but my Instagram feed just keeps getting flooded by clearly an influential chap who goes by the name of Zeus, um, Mm -hmm. who is, how do I put this? He's he's obviously a wealthy chap who dresses like a sort of shirtless designer fisherman with a sunburned oh, face. Is he, is he this older guy? Older guy with King Neptune-style hair. Yes. And, and lots well, he does. He just looks like some kind of Roman god. And yeah, he keeps I, climbing I into supercars and climbing out of them again. Yeah. Is he a real person or is it a character or something? I don't I figure it out. I think he's might have been a wealthy buzznuss man at some point and maybe now he's just okay. living the high life. But, mm. but it seems to either be followed everywhere by a paparazzi or he employs them to film um, so he can put stuff on Instagram. I don't actually know. I can't work it out. But he's he never wears, I noticed this, he wears, he likes the big chunky jumper with a wide neck. So the neck's wide enough to almost touch the shoulders. You know, that kind of width. Oh, so you can see a lot wide. of skin. And he doesn't wear, yeah. he doesn't wear any shirts, never wears a shirt. So he was bare-chested under like a, quite a thick fisherman's jumper. Um, and he's got a couple of sort of gap year beads on. But, yeah, he just keeps getting in and out of supercars. I don't know if he drives them much. <laughs> in fact, maybe he doesn't drive any of them. He just gets in them and then gets just straight gets back in out. and out of them. That's his job. <laughs> I don't know. But he goes by the name of Zeus. And I wonder, has he called himself Zeus? Because if you've called himself Zeus, that's a bit... Yeah, you can't pick your own nicknames. That's just no. not allowed. 
No, you um, can't. You I know can't. I have seen him, and I've gone. I just look at him and go, hmm. I, I assume, perhaps wrongly, that he's Italian. He's just got that look of you know the, the older Italian men. Yeah, the, who are keeping it together. The show off is still strong, and the peacocking is still yeah, there, isn't it? Good clothes. Although I'm not liking the sound of these wide neck jumpers. That just <laughs> sounds. I tell you, maybe he's got a very big head, and he can't get on with like. He might have you know, you'd buy him a, a Gap pullover for Christmas, and he'd be like, uh, he, yeah. never getting that on. Never going to get that on. Um, I'll, I'll have to investigate further the Zeus character. Bloody hell, we've mentioned him before. That guy from Stellantis. Oh, oh is he the marketing director? Yeah, yeah, Olive, Oliver Francois. Oliver Francois. Yes. He's at it again. What did you send me the other day? Oh, he's he's having a frigging party with he's... someone sort of quite highbrow, I think. Oh, I'm going to try and find this did, now. Did, you I, sent what, it did to I WhatsApp me. it to you? I can't remember. I think you might have done. Or maybe not. No, see, there's probably too many lines of communication. Oh, wait, you wait, wait. Instagram messengered it to me, which oh, is okay. just a headache. It is a complete but pain in the back door. He was... Hang on, here we go. He, <laughs> he Who was, was it? Having, right. So he's having Sunday lunch. He says, lovely, brackets, and enlightening. Sunday lunch with my friend, Kerry Kennedy, president of Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights, what? and Mike Posner, former assistant secretary for human rights in the Obama administration, and my good friend Shaggy. He had fucking Shaggy I mean, there. That's it, Shaggy. With two political heavyweights, <laughs> people, shining stars of the American political movements, and Shaggy out of O Carolina. I mean, what, what Mr. Lover Lover? And he's the fucking marketing boss of Stellantis or whatever he is, or CEO <laughs> of Fiat now, creative. I don't know what he does. But either way, that's a weird guest list. Well, it's human rights people and Shaggy. But hang on, Shaggy said it wasn't me. <laughs> Maybe that's why. So that's not... He wanted to hang out with some human rights experts. He's like, listen, I've got a lot of problems. The old it wasn't me excuse isn't working that anymore. That won't wash, Shaggy. That will not wash. Not anymore. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Mr. Lover, and, lover. Uh, yeah, don't call yourself that. Because yeah. <laughs> that implies that you're just into sort of, you know what I mean, like the foreplay and not actually staying around and being a responsible partner. So don't, don't please don't do that. Don't propagate also, those thoughts. You would, you would say to... Uh, <laughs> was it again? Sorry. Kerry Kennedy, president of the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights... Uh, I don't know what that means, actually. I presume it's a, a centre or a foundation or something. And Mike Posner, former Assistant Secretary for Human Rights in the Obama administration. Now, Shaggy's going to say to them, look, how do I get out of this? And they're going to go, well, you, <laughs> didn't you actually say she came in and caught you red-handed but naked on the bathroom floor? Yes. So, I mean... This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Really, there is no getting out of that. That's like, legally, you're just, you're absolutely bang to rights there, shaggy. Probably saying it wasn't me isn't much of a defence in any court, national or international, so um, suck it up. (laughs) I still don't understand this man. I don't understand why Shaggy or anybody would go, who, what? It's the, you're the the head of Fiat. Uh, but he lives in Miami. Maybe that's part of the draw. Uh, okay. So he goes, yeah, come on over for Sunday lunch. All right. Sounds a bit weird. Who else is going to be there? Um, oh, Shaggy. Oh, great. <laughs> Which? The one out of Scooby-Doo or the one who uh, said it wasn't him? Either's good. I'll be there. That's great. But yeah, I can't. I mean, I just, I just don't understand. They call this man. me boombastic, da da da, fantastic, da 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 And then he's also, his other recent post um, was wishing Michael Bolton a happy birthday. Get away. And then, Seriously. And then he's posted a load of pictures of Michael Bolton and he's in two of them with Michael Bolton, which is. Michael just, Bolton is supposed to be really funny. Is he? Yeah, I think he is. Although he does have the face of a bird of prey. He does. He's got a very kestrelly He's face. He's kestrel face, <laughs> has, isn't he? He's yeah. quite kestrelly face. Yeah. Oh, gosh, we're weird, we? No, um, I want to talk to you about this uh, TV series I've been watching on the BBC iPlayer called The Gold. Have you heard about this? Yeah, lots of people have said I ought to watch it, and I haven't yet. Mm. Um, I, I'm enjoying it. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm enjoying it. For, for people who haven't seen this or aren't aware of it, it tells the story, the real-life story, of the Brinks Matt bullion robbery in 1983, which was the largest robbery in history. Was it? British the, the largest robbery of any sort or a valuable... Um, Might have been, yeah. Of, valuable so the metal. story, the true story is that this, these sort of mid-level crims from South London, six of them turned up early one morning in a transit at a vaulted security place near Heathrow Airport, having been tipped off by their inside man who worked there, that in the vault there's about a million quid's worth of, I think, foreign currency thereafter. And when they arrived and they were trying to get the other guards who weren't in their pay to let them into the vault, they suddenly noticed that outside the vault there was a pile of gold and it was three tonnes of gold. At the time, three tons. the whole haul, I think they took a few other little bits and pieces as well, diamonds and things like that, but the main thing they took was unexpected gold, which hadn't even been put in the vault because it was in transit and it was going to be shipped off, I think, to Hong Kong or the Middle East almost straight away. So they hadn't even locked it away properly. And so they were straight away chucking three tonnes of gold. It was worth, at the time, I think, 26 million quid. That's over 90 million quid now. Oh, my gosh. So it was worth taking. I just wanted to see, and they sadly didn't recreate this in the show, the state of their transit trying to drive off after they put three tonnes of gold in the back of it. I imagine it was sitting low. It would have been like a clown car, you know, where you get huge negative camber. 
and it would have been chafing. Yeah. But you put those spring save. Oh no, do transits have leaves? They would have had leaves on the back then, wouldn't They've they? They've had leaves. Yeah. Of course, they would have had leaves. Yeah. So. so it would have been absolutely groaning, I reckon. Even if it was like a, you know one of those ones, those transits around that time, they still had sometimes the flared arches on the back with the dual wheels, didn't they? But I bet it wasn't one of those. It was just a normal single wheel short wheelbase transits which i think i've read some stuff about this i think they also had an estate car but frustratingly it doesn't say what and i think it also i read somewhere that the van did actually break down on the way back to there wherever they were going to stash the loot really and they had to hastily get it going again you know sort of it's like seven in the morning and get off the roads before people start to notice these this transit sparking down the A4 <laughs> trying to get away with three tons of gold in the back they didn't intend to nick because they didn't know they were going to find it would it look like a Formula 1 car uh, when they go down the bumpy straight you know V-Max yes and, and, yeah, they're, yeah. Just, and they're just firing <laughs> yeah, just off like sparks. a slow motion version of that um, so this is uh, this is based on a true story they've taken quite a few liberties with it to make it more palatable for TV so it's like there's, you know some of the characters are real some of them aren't and they've they've monkeyed a little bit with the narrative or rather they haven't sort of the gold because actually what happened is the police set up a massive sort of task force but like a sort of ring fence dedicated unit to try and track down the gold and the people who took it and the organisation that then helped the gold to sell it and turn it into money and then clean that money and uh, so that the, the crims get their proceeds. So it's all very complicated. The reason I bring this up is because um, it is very good. It's a good show. It's written by Neil Forsyth, who is a brilliant writer. He does, if anyone knows a character called Bob Servant, who's a comedy character, he's sort of like Roy Lanchester off Sniff Petrol, but better and funnier, and he's supposed to run a burger van in Dundee. <laughs> And he's always he's very good on Twitter. So Neil Forsyth wrote the script for this. It's a bit. They try to make this point that it's kind of like because it's the kind of early days of the eighties, and we're getting into the kind of, you know, full the, the you sort of peak Thatcherism of eighty three to eighty seven, and so they they try to make this point about the class system and how these crims from South London are kind of, you know, oh, they felt wronged a bit of, by the government. Yeah, and the establishment and how it's like, you know, sort of, so it's, it's, it's kind of new and possibly illegally acquired money versus old money kind of thing. But it's quite heavy handed for my liking. I find it a bit, there's lots of people with often not quite their London accents going, thing about people like us is <laughs> we don't get to live like people like them, but that's going to change, you know, and you just go, all right. Lay it on so <laughs> thick. It's like there's because they've got you know it's like drama now has to have subtext and nuance and things. Ever since sort of the Sopranos and Mad Men and things like that showed. I've still never seen the Sopranos or Mad Men. I've oh, thought, it's great! I'm an, I know. Try, try the Sopranos. It's great. I've got I've got I basically got to sit at home in my pants for six months and watch loads of this stuff. Yeah, just box set it. Curtains closed until you realise that your house smells like an abattoir. Yeah, um, and your taxes run out. Um, your car's been taken away off of the yeah, streets. Yes, <laughs> MOT station. Still waiting for you to turn up. Uh, anyway, so no, it's a good show. It's enjoyable. But the reason I bring this up is because I had quite a few messages. Or we had quite a few messages to the podcast from people going, "Have you seen the gold yet?" There's some some terrible car crimes in it, and it's true. It's another one of those shows that doesn't get the cars quite right. And the most obvious oh, yeah. and egregious one is that the two lead coppers that they focus on have a Granada 
but when the robbery happens in late 1983 they've already got an aero shaped granada it hasn't been launched yet uh, of course course of course you say it's 84 83 it starts yeah it's one of the things they don't quite make it clear how much time passes but then it's like by episode four i think we're into 1985 because it's this is the thing the investigation went on so long and it also took the crims quite a long time to kind of get rid of the gold so it's uh it's it's quite a long period that it covers it wasn't just like you know sort of two weeks and they'd solved it but even so the granada is wrong and it's like you go i've actually got the manual totally. from someone when we were doing um smith and sniff live i forget which event um, apologies but someone gave me a new old stock scorpio haynes manual still in the cellophane and i've actually oh. got it on my desk right now as i'm recording this podcast and it says for granada and scorpio 1985 to 1994 mm. b to emridge mm. mm. so yeah. there we go if, no. if only someone from the, the granny gold. in this is 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 wrong and you sort of go this hasn't totally sport my enjoyment of the show but it is irritating because it's just like for some reason i always think some tv show production designers they presumably they pour a lot of effort into getting clothes yes. and furniture right of, and, and all these little details yeah and with cars they just go because presumably they borrowed that granada off somebody yeah what year is it oh it's an 85 and you're like, oh oh well this, this is set in 83 so oh i'm sure it'll be fine and it's like just did you not just wikipedia it and go oh wait they massively changed the design of granada between the two so it sort of feels a bit sloppy you just go you wouldn't do that with uh i don't know like them wearing a frankie says relax t-shirt because they'd go oh wait wasn't that a bit late in 83 because someone just go that's just lazy just sort it out do some research that's your job your production designer sort it but with cars it's sort of allowed to go a bit squiffy and i kind of go uh, I don't know why, because they're fucking obvious and on screen. And there's, there's lots of other cars in it that are, just seem to be period correct. And every so often you'll kind of, you know, if you're a super nerd, you'll go, isn't that a facelifted Rover 200? Isn't that too early? Isn't it too early for that? And, and there's there's a bit where there's a two-tone Montego, and you're like, they didn't come in till after. Well, I guess was no. the uh, the Ashes to Ashes Quattro, that, that was a bit, uh, had a bit of, it was a bit contentious, wasn't it? Because that was the wrong... It was the wrong registration plate, and it was a it was a post facelift car. Oh, so yeah. it was wrong in two. It was V Reg seventy nine, which they never launched mm. it on ever. Mm. That's when it was seen at the motor show, isn't it? So unless they stole a concept car or a, <laughs> and then facelifted it, and then facelifted it all of a sudden and gave it to the police to use, uh, which they could, I'm sure they could. Um, yeah, it, that that shit irritates me, Richard. Well, and it's just, one of the it just us. takes the edge off. I know. Listen, let's just we stop this. Stop straight. press. Right, Guys, shut production down. Listen. Everybody stop. You lot, stop acting. Guys. We're going to have to change all the cars in this shot. They're all wrong. Listen, here's the there score. Are. There was, Guys. There's another bit where they, they get out of their Granada in a car park and they're walking through the car park and behind them is a facelifted Ford Orion from 86. And you're like, again, fuck's sake yeah there are too many aero front fords in this shot what are you playing at? aero, aero fords <laughs> yeah it needs to be more boxy doesn't it and more trad yeah i want slatty grills that's right we could have we could have told them that well we 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 can offer this service can we offer this service car accuracy well if you're listening if you're you're currently in the planning stages of a landmark tv drama 
and you've got cars in it just let us know because we will come down and we'll just be a nuisance until you ask us to get out because uh yeah it is it's just that thing where I, I do think that a lot of effort is put into the design the look of shows you know even to the extent the way that they'll shoot them you know and light them of course to make them feel periods correct but somehow cars just fall off that 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 level of care and concern they just go well I don't, is it a ford yeah it'd be fine yeah just get it in you go well, hang on isn't this like a year old cougar what isn't this set in 1964 isn't this wrong but somehow that's okay who cares i'm with you i'm absolutely with you it needs to end i think it does i haven't seen the crown i know you've seen the crown a lot i know there's some choice motors in the crown and I yeah, know, there's a um, few few little slip ups in the crane as well, but and also they seem to claim that Princess Anne had a reliance scimitar. I mean, <laughs> how ridiculous! That is obscene. But apart from that, you know, it's worth watching. The, the gold is worth watching. It's very enjoyable. It's, it's fascinating because obviously it is based heavily on a true story, and it's pretty amazing. And the fact that they stole this loot, but there's the, the repercussions that it had, and the one because do you remember as a kid? Do you remember the Brinks Matt robbery? happening it was no. in the news a lot obviously no i don't i don't I've, remember it, i remember i remember the miners strikes yes more more so uh with people yeah. with, when they were they were picket they were picketing and i always wondered yeah. what were they doing bringing their own fencing i used to constantly think <laughs> what do they do they what they're having an argument and bringing their own fencing and just knocking it into the ground and then pointing at it and shouting <laughs> what's that all about i remember just genuinely sure was a- thinking that was the case wasn't there a playground joke that involved pickets and pickets as in your nose yes. i can't i can't re- reverse engineer how that might have happened but it was definitely there was something the like flying that, pickets it was the flying pickets as well <laughs> oh no they're coming with the acapella singing um the uh the the really amazing thing about the gold that was stolen from brinks mat mm. was that released so much money that needed to be spent in ways that would make the money legit that it significantly funded the development of all of that bit of east london sort of canary wharf and all around there really yeah and you see this in the show i mean obviously it's sort of fictionalized account of it but yeah there was so much extra money suddenly sloshing around in london that needed to be cleaned up by being invested in property and things like that that it drove the sort of growing boom to redevelop some of those areas of London that had been allowed to run down near the river. Incredible. And, um, and that led to the sort of flashiness that we have around Docklands now. That's brilliant. Pretty amazing story. So, yeah, go and check it out. I'll tell you what, mate, I would, you were just talking about, like, shitty, like, rovers and all that, weren't you, just saying and all that? And I, uh, I wrote in my notes a couple of weeks ago, I was supposed to talk to you about it. There's a pub near where I live, Richard, and um, I don't go to it because it looks a bit cack. But <laughs> it's true, it does look a bit cack. But I've noticed there's one car that's always in the car park and I can't work out if it's the owner of the pubs or if Mm. it's just sort of a spare car so this car in question listeners is a road it's not the pub's not called the lonely heart is it no it's not i'm just then you, then you can sing the owner of the lonely heart well the lonely it's his car <laughs> it's a rover 45 on an x on an x ridge oh. so okay. and it's it looks like it's kept in reasonable order but it hasn't moved in i'd say several months oh, okay. and i've checked and it is road legal still so maybe it gets used when I don't see it, but it gets put back in an identical spot. Who knows? But I was thinking, there's always 
there's always a car like that in or there used to be in lots of pub car parks so is it sort of like a is it like a um an emergency get your home car that someone's put there or is it like a pub uber <laughs> and if it was a pub uber it got me thinking surely uber are missing a trick they could call these pubers because it's a pub <laughs> <laughs> it's a pub uber i need to get yeah. i need to fetch myself a puber for example mm. i'm just trying to set a scene that's completely unrealistic you're the nominated driver on a big night out everyone else is getting mm. a little bit hardcore with the units whereas you're mm. staying teetotal because you're the nominated driver but you've just suddenly realized you've forgotten to bring your car <laughs> oh, so you've I said you'll, you'll drop happens. everyone home but you've been you've been busy like swirling the appetizers and the colas down licking your yeah. lips a bit too much and you don't actually have a car to get all your drunk mates home when they come back from the club so what do you do you you order a puba that's exactly what you are. And the Puba usually is a car that nobody's interested in. So it's a rare, but nobody cares. But it's fundamentally reliable. And it's free that night when you need a car. So you just get, in this instance, X-Red Rover 45 Puba. Done. Mm. Your mates are so wazzed, they won't really question it. Because by that point, they're eight pints in, a couple of shots, and maybe they've been talking to ladies. So there's just this heady mix of the night out going on. They don't care what car they're in, do they? I don't care. What, is someone going to bring this car to you if it's not already in the car park? You're saying it lives there. That like the Rover Forty Five lives there. It's the pub before the pub. It lives there. So the next morning you have to take the pub back and it has to reset. Okay. Yeah. But the pub is there's um, no mileage limit on the pub, but it does have to go back. No. It's got to be pretty strict about cleaning it up. If oh, there can't know, be chunder in your it. Your friends eat chips in it and things or chunder. There can't yeah, be so. a piece of lamb on the dashboard or anything from a dirty kebab house no can't be anything like that but yeah so i'm I'm just wondering it's a sort of car that nobody cares about until that one night it's suddenly needed and i think it could be a pub uber pub uber Uh, pub uber um well you need to react to this uh, well it's yeah it's I just, I, I, I mean, conceptually, I'm just wondering how much is this going to cost, or does it not? Is it a free service provided I, by a genial landlord I, for his trusted customers? I think landlords have devised this method to combat, to to to, to fight back against Uber with the Puba. Um, and what they say is, if collectively, well, hang on, group, stop you there. Why, why do? Why do pub landlords want to fight back against Uber? What's Uber done to them? Well, because they want to earn more money because they're trying to claw back COVID-related loss oh, of I earnings. See. So right, they're like, do you right. know what? We're going to do that. We're going to take the power back. We've they've they've chipped in. They've developed their own app. They've they've copyrighted Puber, and people are finding it funny on social media. And um, so what they're saying is, is yeah, we we we're, we're going to own this, but mm-hmm. it's a free service. If, if you spend mm. in excess of £300 in that pub as a group. So say right. you go into a pub for, a, I don't know, a good chunk of time, four hours with the boys. Lads, 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 lads. There's eight of you. You're all thirsty, apart from the nominated mm. driver, of course. But then you're thirsty, but for non-alcoholic beverages. And as soon as that ticks over 300, the barman knows. The barman will send you a text to say the puber has been activated FOC. And then you know 
the keys to the Rover 45. Next time you go up and get your drink, the keys for the yeah. Rover 45 or similar vehicle get passed across the bar and then released. You know when somebody... I'm doing it with my hand as I'm recording this. You slide your hand across the bar or across a table <laughs> with something under your hand that you're concealing, and then you yeah. lift it away yeah. to the right or the left. Hinge yeah. the hand up to reveal the majesty of the key. Yeah. And it will be a faux leather key fob on it as well, which will say Puba. And you guarantee that the logo's been done by one of the landlord's nephews who can't really graphic design. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so it just well, looks like clip art. Bad clipper. Yeah. Yeah. That's the end of that conversation. All right. Okay. Well, I mean, I just, I, you know, if you do become a pub landlord, then you can implement this. I'll start the puber. With, I don't know. I mean, a Rover 45 seems like as good a place to start as any or as bad a place, depending on your perspective. Um, well, I, I, I don't. I, I can see some conceptual. Well, I can see some actual problems with this, but, you know, I mean, it's it, anyway. I like can't I said, see if you any, have I don't know what you're talking about. You can... But you're the, you're, but I'm the kind of guy that would hang around with Shaggy whilst he was saying it wasn't me. And I've gone, I've just seen you. I've just seen you cut, just cut a man in a pub. You made a song about how it was you. I've just seen you glass um, a guy in a pub, and then everyone no, else has watched, no. and you've just gone, that wasn't yeah. me. Just go, the CCTV's Did got you, just... you. The ring doorbell has just seen you. Yeah, it wasn't, no, it wasn't me. me. No. Do you just take my pint off the bar just and go, down hang it on a minute. Are then... you one of those dudes following Alexander Litvanenko? No, no, that wasn't me. But we've got you on CCTV. <laughs> we we know it was you, Shaggy. No, it wasn't. Friend of... <laughs> well, oh, I suppose well, we should talk people about... go, Shaggy, did you get a Sunday lunch at the head of Fiat's house in Miami? No, it wasn't me. Well, it says on Instagram that it was, so... <laughs> Fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> we should just do a little... Uh, a little. Uh, thank you to all the people who wrote in with... Uh, things about kind of birthday cars or cars that are relevant to to the year or the, even the day they were born which we were talking about last oh, week yeah um, we'll read some of those out hopefully i don't know next time we're running out of time now but i did want to just do a little call back to last week um and listener damien Forey and his excellent scientific research about cruise control working in reverse oh, which gosh. caused him to scupper <laughs> his own mitsubishi outlander uh damien's written again Scupper. Uh, I think he cut the throat a bit, didn't he? His original email was entitled Reverse Cruise Control Test 1. His new email is entitled Reverse Cruise Control Tests 2, 3 and 4. Oh, Guys, gosh. just a short note while listening to this week's dose of Smith & Sniff. BMW are twats. 2019 X5 Auto and a 2022 X5 Auto don't even register speed in reverse must be like their indicators neither do a toyota hilux 2.8 gd6 club cab or legend 45 double cab what this, club cab damien is the most thorough man i've ever encountered a gd6 club cab i don't know damien's in south africa in case people missed that's that. amazing so, these are these Been are cars SA that derivative on, that we're not yeah. familiar with I wonder if they're locally assembled. I don't know. I have to check that. But uh, anyway, Damien says, I will leave this one for now till the next challenge. So he's, I mean, he's gone above and beyond and he's tried it in his own car and it sounds like four other cars. So, so hang on. So BMW don't register speed in reverse? No, I guess. I mean, what, so the Speedo's not showing a speed in reverse maybe? I don't know. But they, yeah. it's um, So they're not working. Uh, there's a PS though. He says, um, 
the Outlander is back to himself. The burning smell from the auto transmission fluid is gone, and the fuel consumption is back to normal. Hang on, what do you mean no it's warning lights? The burning smell is gone. Well, surely the damage is done, is it? I mean, have you changed? The- <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> don't don't. Say it's like that. saying the car was on fire, but it's not anymore, so it doesn't smell of fire anymore because it's no, been it's fine. So I could just drive it. I, yeah, I, that's a good point. I would point. change the tranny oil. I really would, personally. Yeah, maybe, but um, I don't know. I mean, well, I do. Anyway, thank you, Damien, for your for your uh, or Professor Damien, as we're going to call him, for his um, valuable scientific endeavours in the name of finding out if cruise control works. There's a few people. Sorry, I, I didn't make a note of people's names, but various people in comments and emails suggested that the um, best way to get cruise control working in reverse is to use a sort of old-fashioned, possibly retrofit system like they used to have. What in the eighties or nineties? Because they don't distinguish between. Um, forward and reverse not as I told you about the time when I bought that lovely actually it was probably the best Mercedes 123 TE um, that I ever owned and I bought it I bought it uns, largely unseen at night for my brother um, mm. from London did I tell you this story ages ago um, the car the, 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 basically it was the, the best spec 123 that most people want so it's a 280 TE mm. in that lovely forest green deep metallic um, it had all the options on it that you'd want two tone green interior and um, it even had the, the lock on flight cases the Mercedes official what? accessory flight cases that locked onto those chrome roof bars which are ultra rare Bloody now hell. ultra rare and the guy almost forgot to give them to me he said oh i've got these I've got these roof boxes in the back garden they had basically full of water full of rainwater and he said oh, do you want them i went yeah yeah i'll take them little did i realize they're worth now they're worth as much as the actual car but anyway Bloody hell. i bought this thing because someone had taken pictures of it at night on a potato on ebay and I just took a punt, and it turned out to be really mm. good. But the reason why I'm telling you this is because I drove it home from um, from West London back to Peterborough one night, and I was going to take it to my brother. Mm. And I thought, and I went, oh, it's got factory air, uh, cruise control. Oh, that's neat. And when I was on the M1, I think it was the M1 or the A1, I just clicked it on, and it wouldn't turn off. Ooh. Like, what? At 70, it would not turn off. And I had a real moment. It probably was only locked on for, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds. But that <laughs> seems like a long time. <laughs> the longest, sweatiest 20 seconds of your God, life. Oh, man, I was absolutely... I was, How did you get it to turn off again? I, I think what I had to do, I think I turned the ignition off and back on again. Uh, but at 70 so i mean steering can steering lock can creep in all sorts it was very desperate yeah it was extremely oh desperate god that's horrible and i never used it again and, and when i gave the car to my no. brother i said don't you dare use the cruise control you'll die um wow. so he didn't that's scary but it was a sweet sweet that was a sweet sweet car and an absolute bargain proof that sometimes you should buy cars that are that have been photographed by people that aren't even looking at the car. It was just the pictures were so bad you could only just make out it was a green Mercedes and nothing more. It was they were that bad. And all I did is I the guy the guy had a number and I just sent text messages him and kind of went, Does it have this? Does it have that? And he kind of went, Yes, I think so. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. And I was like, Bollocks, I'm buying this. 290 quid. 290 quid? 290 quid. What okay. year well, was no, this? What, that I bought it or the car? Yeah, what year, the year you bought uh, it? It would have been the first year I was living up here. Two th- uh, second year was 2004. Oh. 2004. 
Different times. Oh, I mean, very different times. I mean, oh, that would have... Right now, that old book going through Cairo Classic, I reckon, what, at least... Uh, I reckon probably uh, five grand, seven grand. Maybe well, considering last week a Sierra Cosworth sold for, what was it in the end? Half a million five, quid? It was over half a million quid. I think it was... I'll just check. I think it was closer to six hundred with all of the yeah, with all fees and everything. Auction, auction fees. It, I mean, I I had to go and lie down. Bananas, Did you? isn't it? it? Yeah, I was just like. I mean, I always it's, find things like that fascinating because a, it's like it's not my car and it's not my money, so I sort of it doesn't. I, I see care. some people getting slightly sort of agitated about it, and I was like, eh, it's just interesting, isn't it? That that's where where things are. But I don't think it means every Sierra Cosworth is worth that. It's, it does just, it's obviously, it's going to move the needle a little bit, isn't it? Because people will start trying to sell them for inflated sums now, believing that they're sitting on something similar. But Five, I don't know. 596,250 Nora. So basically 600. Yikes. 600 grand mm. for a Sierra. Oh, that's 500 quarter. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Uh, like I said, the not, ultimate not my money, not yours. So uh, I hope that whoever's bought it is very happy Who with said? it. Hang on. You can talk for yourself. What? Not your money. Oh, it is was your it mine. You, was it mine? You part of a, have you done a? You done over a gold warehouse, and now you're trying to clean up the money by buying old folds. I'm overpaying for for eighties folds. Yeah, folds. It is overpaying, but it's going. It's going to the Middle East, apparently, to someone that probably has every other car you yeah. can think of. Yeah, and they want. They just wanted it. Well, there you go. And that's that. So everybody's happy. All right, well, uh, that's probably enough for this. Um, but before we go, I have three things to tell you. They are one, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Extricate Drapes Show, in which Johnny travels around the United States freeing curtains from things that have entangled them. Uh, this week, he's in Boise, Idaho, getting some floor-length velvet out of an umbrella stand. If that's not to your taste, then there's always the Late Break Show. Lots of excellent videos on there about cars and people who love them. I watched your 2CV barn fight. That was great. I like the 2CV... Oh, What's, he, what's that place? The 2CV workshop or whatever it's shop. called? Shop. 2CV shop. Um, oh, Darren from the 2CV shop. Darren, that's it. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he, quite merciless with a starter motor, I noticed. Yeah, a few people have said he might have hung on to it a bit long. Um, <laughs> <It's always> like, <laughs> I love the way that you were going. Probably give it a rest now. Probably because I was at home going, no, he should, Darren, stop it, stop it. But, um, stop it. I did feel sorry for it. it fair was, play, though. Yeah. So that, was a, that was a lovely film. Really enjoyed that. So uh, go and watch that or any of the other excellent videos. Upon there. Got, we've got more coming up and all that. And in fact, if anyone's interested in my Honda Element, I've, uh, the video there'll be a video live on the Element when you listen to this cast so go ahead i dare you listen watch some stuff yeah watch some material we just we just we just clicked over half a million subscribers oh yeah well. that's good you know isn't what it? I, mean? Congratulations. Big I know that's amazing thank you uh, in all seriousness if you each can one of your subscribers send you a quid you could almost but, afford a sierra cosworth oh bloody hell what a thought <laughs> no i'll tell you what look i'm in i'm in the mood for overpaying for other fords okay. so i'm going to I'd like a really lovely Mark One Granada, as you well know. I'm going to pay quarter of a million pounds for one. Um, so well, there we go. Let's Every start. subscriber let's just send Johnny fifty p at your convenience, and uh, he will turn his dreams into an overpriced reality. Do you know what? In all seriousness, if everybody did send me fifty p, <laughs> I would buy a. I'd over. I'd overpay for a Mark One Granada. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a promise. All right. I'll, make. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that one to you. Um, second thing I've got to tell you is uh, we have uh, Smith & Sniff merch, but as people have noticed, our merch shop is down at the moment. We are in the process of trying to um, set up a new merch shop and with our sort of customary organisation skills um we've it will happen very sort soon of muffed please. it a little bit so it is it's on its way we are working on it intermittently and merch will be back soon with mugs and t-shirts and all that in order and pl- thank you for everyone that's ordered stuff so far i can't believe i mean i'm shocked and surprised but both with a smile uh, how popular the it'll do it all day mugs seem to yes, be really you do are. like a touch of steam rally wrong yeah who knew um, and the third thing I've got to do is I was talking earlier on about uh, TVC The Gold and uh, the Brinks Matt gold robbery. One of the people involved in um, trying to fence the gold was Kenneth Noy, a name people might recognise because he was then in the 90s convicted of murdering a man in a road rage incident by the M25. And, oh, um, that's how, was yeah. He? he was involved in Brinks, Matt. Gosh, but I, I didn't know I, that. Yeah, I was weird because I was watching that show and I was going, Kenneth Noyer, isn't, isn't he famous for something else? And yeah, he in the 90s. So he long stabbed time. someone, didn't he, at the side of the road? That's right, he did. And he was convicted for that and did uh, jail time. He's out now. He's still alive, but he's out of jail. Um, is he? There is a book about Kenneth Noy called A Million Ways to Stay on the Run, which looks very interesting. But what really piqued my interest is that it's written by Jacko out of Brushstrokes. What? Do you remember that? Remember Brushstrokes? I do remember Brushstrokes. Carl Howman, yes. the actor who played Jacko in Brushstrokes, and was later in EastEnders as well. It's He's co-written it with Donald McIntyre, you know, the investigative journalist who's on the TV doing that sort of thing. But yeah... So um, the actor, Carl Howman, has uh, other talents, and one of them is that he's written a, an interesting book about uh, the infamous crim, Kenneth Noy. So weird Bloody old world, hell. innit? Yeah, that's incredible. Mm. That is incredible. Yes. Just goes to show, though, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> you know, you get cross with someone and you stab them, you'll ultimately have to go to prison, you know? Well, it's, just, <laughs> it's justice for you, isn't it? All right, well, that is uh, that's quite enough of this. Um, uh, oh, uh, thank you to everyone who showed their appreciation for the stupid like and subscribe and review Stellantis tune at the end of the last episode um, as... Uh, as a reward for your appreciation, we'll play out with it again this week. Wife, wife and subside. Why? Yes, exactly. Wipe and what? subside. Oh, um, that sounds awful. Yeah, wipe and subside. Uh, whatever you want to do, but do please uh, show your appreciation for the show if you feel so inclined, because it's much appreciated if you leave us nice reviews, if you score us with a, a generous star rating and all of the rest of that. Oh. It's all appreciated. I was about to say the same because listen, we've got some, we've got some great pretenders in the podcast circles yeah we're still clinging on in there so uh, thank you for helping us to do that and we'll do this all again next week until then goodbye bye now you know just what to do like and subscribe and review you know just what to do like and subscribe and review you know just what to do like and subscribe and review 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 